Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife Shan Harris. That's Rosie, a dog, and this is the, the froth. froth. This week's podcast was recorded from our basement in London, and our special guest is Barry Cassignola, who joins us remotely. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The Froth Headlines this week. Snackanori, woman in a pickle, a pickled onion pickle, when she inherits Monster Munch addiction. Listeners flock to fill the first froth-based listener features with predictably disappointing results, and we'll be starting to include those next week. Hardly flocked, did they? No, they didn't flock, they trickled in, which is why we'll be starting to include those next week. Lockdown lock shock. Jason Manford turns lockdown hairdresser, talking perms, plats, buns, and is disgusted by Rod's terrible personal hygiene. By, by Rod, you mean you? Yes. Queasy Jet. Model David Gandhi takes to the skies and feels the wind in his hair and in his underpants. Allegedly. Potty trained and potty mouthed, seven-year-old boy tells coronavirus to F off. 90-year-old woman tells Sean to F off. No, she didn't. She did. <laughs> she didn't. She did, bilingually in English and Welsh. And in a brand new feature, Barry's mum, herself, in person, and her partner, Ian, bring us the latest from their massive cuddly monkey collection. And those are the headlines. Welcome to the Froth Podcast. Uh, we will be looking through the frothier side of the news. I have been scouring the world for the frothier stories, and I'm going to start you off with this one. Uh, How do you like this one for starters? Uh, this one is about a nurse who reckons that she is addicted to the um, what do you call them? Corn snack, a crisp, a little you know, little potato snack, monster munch. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's mad, isn't it? I believe it. Do you? I don't know. Well, what? what? Transplant of what? I don't know. Tongue. No. So, Claire, that's her name, 49. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe this. So, basically, she has, she has, a, she has um, a transplant, a life-saving transplant. Of what? Though? And then from the donor... Well, I don't know. I'll get on to that in a minute. Stem cells. Right. Whatever they are. <laughs> but she has a, she has a transplant. Mm-hmm. And then her, the person who gave her the stem cell, the person who gave the transplant yeah, like donor... Like Monster Munch. The donor, like Monster Munch. Yeah. She's never tried it, and all of a sudden, after the operation, she's addicted to Monster Munch, and she can't work it out. I don't, what, I don't believe she's... How do they know? She's, she's never had Monster Munch. Shall I read the story? Shall I read her the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know how the donor um, knows. How people know that the knows donor what? was addicted. No, sorry. How people exactly. know that the donor was addicted to Monster Munch. Well, well, should we read the story and find out? How can she be 49 and never have had okay. Monster Munch? Well, should we read the story and find out, everyone? Yes. Yep. Move because your knees. Because listeners will be asking these kinds of questions. Barry's gone. Barry's left. It's mid-story. <laughs> Baz, are you Barry's on the gone. bed? He's so, he's so upset. 
What's that? Rose, Ro- 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 Rosie's upset even, as well. Barry's left. Rosie's kicking off. I went, I just Look, went everybody to, uh, just calm down. I'll read you the story. <laughs> Rosie, calm down. I'll read you the story. Just wait. Be patient, please. Rosie. Listeners will have these kind of questions as well. I know you're all upset but about Rosie it. Rosie doesn't understand either. Well, let me read the f***ing story then. <laughs> and then we'll all maybe have a better grasp. Come on then. Rosie's gone back under the table now. She's calming down. Barry's back in his seat. I can see him oh, there bad. on. Uh, I can see him on Skype or FaceTime or whatever we're doing. Here I am. Right. So everyone's back in the room. All calm down a bit, and I'll read you the story. Okay. Jeepers. <laughs> it's like Jack and Ori on crack. <laughs> now. Like crack and Ori. With a bunch of. Which is a program. Crack and Ori is a program. Yeah. Right. Everybody, calm down. We're all sitting comfortably. I'll read you the little story. A nurse had <laughs> never tasted Monster Munch before. That, I... I don't believe you. It is hard to get through 49 years without having ever tried Monster Munch. Well, especially she's... especially I've never in had the a pot UK. Noodle. What? I've never had a pot noodle in my life. Why not? Just don't fancy it. Don't lie, Barry, for I'm attention. Not <laughs> <laughs> I've never Bad. had a pot Stop noodle. To make never yourself... had a pot noodle. That doesn't make you sound exotic. I've had a um, I've had a, a bachelor's cup of soup. A bachelor's cup of soup. Yeah. Is that is that just a pot noodle but without the noodles in it? I suppose it's very similar. It's very sort of just it's dried. It's like dust, isn't it? That you yeah, be yeah. quiet. It's like dust that you put in. So I'm doing Barry's sad song for uh, he's never had a pot noodle. I'm not sad about it. I could have had one if I wanted. Oh, I thought you were giving us a sob story. I was no, playing our choice. tune music. No choice. But out of all of us, I'd have said you were the most likely to have had a pot noodle. Me too. Why? Why? Don't know. You look like a man who lives off him. <laughs> what? Hang on. I would expect. I would expect just to the right of shot there. Where I can see you in your land. What a pair of snobs. You go, oh no. Barry, I tell you, I tell you, what disgusting processed dried like NASA no. sub no, no, no. like astronaut. I see pot noodle. I see pot noodle as quite like you know exotic. I don't. I do. <laughs> no. Barry. Yes. I would have said that of all our friends, Barry, scumbag, he would be into pot noodle. I can see him on the screen there in his lounge. I would say that just off to the left, there's probably a kitchen knee high in old no, pot no, noodle packets. A, a kitchenette. A kitchenette. <laughs> he's got a baby through there. Through there, look, just he's got a baby belling and he's knee deep in pot noodle pa- cartons. Bit of, bit of lino curling up on the edge in my kitchenette. Ooh. Okay, so this nurse, she's never had Monster Munch. I don't believe that. I don't and I don't believe it. you've never had a pot noodle, Barry. Why not, Baz? Why haven't you had one, Barry? What? Because there's other things to eat mm. rather than, than horrendous. I don't want one. Yeah, no, you don't but... need to do sad music. I don't want one. But you're, you're a travelling comic, though. Then pot noodle, you know, late at night. He's a travelling comic. You make him sound like he's from the 19th century. <laughs> I'd, never had a, I'd never had a pie before... Um, before I tried one, <laughs> before I tried one, but I never well, had a pie. Well, if we're going down that route, huh? Well, that's a new feature now, is it? I'd yeah. never had this until I had one. Yeah, I was right. twi- great. Claire was confused when she suddenly developed the intense craving, but the mystery was solved when she met her donor. Why did she have monster munch crumbs all over her face and hands? <laughs> <laughs> and I love monster munch t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. They met, apparently, and uh, the donor belched in her face and it stank. <laughs> uh, no. She said, we thought it might be a passing urge like you get when you're pregnant, like a craving, but those crisps became my favourite food, says Claire. So she's gone from never having had one, she has this transplant, suddenly she's addicted to Monster Munch, pickled onion, and now it's her favourite food. I'd never eaten them before, I preferred chocolate, she says. It's not either or, Claire. Um, <laughs> the mystery was solved. Claire of Middlesbrough, who needed a transplant to treat a rare blood cancer, gave Nurse Keeley thank you gifts. Ah, hang on a minute. And a pack of Monster Munch. Right, so Claire, the nurse who's had the transplant, gave her donor some thank you gifts. Right. For some reason, she put a pack of Monster Munch in there. No I mean, idea why. I mean, I'm not being funny. I'd be offended. If I'd given someone some of my stem I would cells be. and they came back with some corn snacks, I'd be furious. I would be furious. In the shape of monster feet. Can you imagine that? You've given somebody your, st- your bone marrow and in return, they give you a pack of monster munch. Hopefully it was a multi-pack. I would be, f- even be a fair, multi-pack, Barry. To be I fair, would be furious. What furious. a strange gift. Yeah. It does say she gave us some other thank you gifts. Like but, what? And, and a pack of Monster Munch. 
I mean, you're putting your gift set together, right? Somebody's giving you their stem cell. They, you've got their bone marrow, right? You want to say, I want to say thanks to my donor. I know, I'll put together a hamper. What have we got around the house? I put in four tea bags. This bag of monster, man. Excuse me, is that Fortnum and Mason's? Yeah, I'd like yeah. to send a gift to someone, but can you do me a favour? Can you chuck a pack of quavers in? Yeah. Yeah. So I just a put basket. the champagne, yeah, <laughs> the Valero Rocher. A pack of Monster Munch on a bed of hay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd to put a pack of Monster Munch in with your gifts to your bone marrow donor. Anyway, <laughs> was clear, it bone marrow? The... Are you making up the bone marrow bit? <laughs> no, it's bone marrow. It's painful as well, apparently. Yeah, that's you really imagine painful. Getting a bag of Monster Munch in return. I mean, you don't do it. For, you're not in it for the gifts. You don't give you, you don't give somebody a bone well, marrow, and you're you're not in it for the warm. Well, she back was. For this. Hey? If she was addicted to them. Oh well, possibly it's worked out well for her, yeah, because she was addicted to them. But that, <laughs> um, Claire, this is the nurse. Or she's just said, she's an enabler. <laughs> she said, <laughs> Keely, that's the donor, gave me the strangest look when I gave her the monster munch, like I was playing some trick on her. She told me she'd always been a secret pickled onion monster munch addict. So I she seemingly. Didn't know she didn't know before. Right. She didn't even know that. She didn't even know her donor liked Monster Munch. And she still put it in the gift basket. She still that's put it in the gift that's basket. That's even weird. That's mad. What a weird gift to give somebody. Yeah, it is weird. Note to self. <laughs> note to self. If I ever get bone marrow treatment, don't give my donor Monster Munch. Just it's obviously frazzles. an easy faux pas to make, isn't it? Give them frazzles. Maybe throw that one out to the listeners. What's the uh, what's the weirdest gift you've been given after uh, being? Donated someone's bone marrow. Unequal <laughs> gifts. When you give Unequal. a good gift, what have you got back that isn't half as good? It would have been a great swap shop, this, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, Edmonds would have loved this one on swap shop. I, um, I called Saturday Swap Shop to speak to Basil Brush when he was a guest on there. And I, Did you? I, I can remember sat there and I kept ringing with the old dial phone, kept ringing, engaged, engaged, engaged. And then I went to go to the bathroom and I said to my brother, can you just take over for a second? He got through, <laughs> asked my question to Basil Brush, got all the credit when we went to school on the Monday. I was like, oh, Steve, you heard your name. And it was me. <laughs> all my question, the credit. And my question was, how many, how many times, uh, how often do you have a bath? And Basil Brush said twice a week. Oh, <laughs> But it was my brother who asked it, so I got. I got yeah. He got all the credit. <laughs> he got all the credit. Right, Everyone isn't he, was high five. Isn't your brother older than you? Yeah, three. Hey, years. what do we make of this? So, listen. I, Claire says I'd seemingly inherited this peculiar obsession from someone whose DNA I now share. Keely said I've got a monster munch friend for life. From time to time. <laughs> hey, we've been laughing, but here we go. Here we go. Is it possible? I hear you ask. Well, let me read on. Uh, Rebecca Pritchard from the charity who arranged the donor thing, says, from to time to time, recipients do report developing tastes shared with their donor. That's mad. Yeah. So that suggests that taste is in your DNA. Well, I don't know what it suggests. I'm, I'm not a scientist. You could probably tell that from this conversation. I'll tell you what else is mad, is that she's going, wow, now we've got a Monster Munch connection for life. Not, I've got some of her bone marrow in me. <laughs> Yeah. That's quite a connection. Before, I mean, before all this happened, she went around going, there's two things missing from my life. <laughs> one, some half-decent bone marrow. You'll never guess what the other one is. Half-decent. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess what the other one is. Go on, I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> what is it? A, a soulmate? A soulmate? A partner? Is it? No. What about, what about a house? You just want some roof over it? No. Pickle on your monster man. Oh, you got it on the third one. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> I, How amazing is a... that, though? That is, if that is true, I wonder if there is truth in that. We need a scientist, really. That is where we should ring a scientist. We should ring a scientist, Barry. I, I know a neuro. There needs to be a taste oh, scientist. I tell you, do they or would they be? What a neuroscientist do? It could be in. It could be in the art of neuroscience. This couldn't it? Not I know somebody who works with stem cells. Oh no! Don't bother with them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody who works with crisps generally. He's got a shop. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Let's get him in. We could now. We, let, let's not go to your stem cell person. Let's go to the corner shop and ask them. I had an ex who had a few feet that looked and smelt like pickled onion monster munch. <laughs> okay. Oh, bad. Yeah, let's, let's ring them. I've, <laughs> I've had a think. Sean's got somebody who works in stem cells, but you know somebody with feet like a monster munch. Let's get them on the phone. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Ended badly. <laughs> <laughs> She's blocked you, Barry. Oh, can we not speak to them, Barry? It ended badly. I'm not well, surprised. It must have ended a bit acrimoniously. What happened? Her feet fell apart while she was walking down the street. 
<laughs> no, because I I've got a, I've got a bit of hard skin uh, on on my um on my oh, feet God. from hang on no where I, I I pronate slightly when I when I walk on the inside of my foot and it's caused hard slightly calloused on one part of my foot. Um, God, you two must have been the right couple. <laughs> terrible feet, and I um and I, I I got into bed I got into bed one day and my my foot sort of hit her, her calf and she genuinely she looked over her shoulder and said to me take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Froth. I tell you who might know about this. Who? Well, well, might know. Is a mate of mine. Well, you might know him. Dean Burnett. Do you know Dean Burnett? Yeah. You know Dean Burnett, Sean. Yeah, he's my mate. Do you know Dean Burnett, Barry? I don't know Dean Burnett. Well, I met him through... He was a stand-up comedian. Still is a stand-up comedian. But um, he's also a neuroscientist. Like oh. a published... Oh, really? He's brilliant. Well, he writes in The Guardian as yeah. a neuroscientist as an amusing, you know, comedy neuroscientist, but also he's written books like The Happy Brain and all sorts of stuff. So he's a Which... published, best-selling neuroscientist. And he lives in Cardiff, and we know him. So get him on the... F- He'll know about Monster Munch. Oprah Winfrey was interested. What? Oprah Winfrey was interested in his book. In, in, oh, I thought you meant, thought meant in, our, in him. I thought you him. meant in our Monster Munch story. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got Oprah Winfrey on the line. I thought you meant she was interested in him. No, she's interested in his, his book. I thought they don't you even have what? them out there. Everyone knows that. Do you know Opera Winfrey? Because if we know Opera Winfrey, let's get her on the line. Forget about Dean Burnett. <laughs> I know her. No offence, Dean. <laughs> no offence, <laughs> no Dean, but I think even you admit you're not as big a name as Opera Winfrey. Well, go on, if you've got his number, you can, give, give him a call. Winfrey. Got his Is number. it Oprah Winfrey or Opera Winfrey? <laughs> Could you be any more Welsh? What? <laughs> Opera Winfrey's here. Well, they do, do. Go on. Well, they do, do. Opera Winfrey, would you know? Um, so, uh, let's give, anyway, let's give Dean Burnett a ring. And then we'll give uh, Opera Winfrey a bell, shall we? Ringing or not? Ah, it is ringing. Dean Burnett. Hello, Mr. Gilbert. You're right. Hi, Hi Dean. Hello. Hey. Hey, Dean. I'm re- I'm really sorry to bother you during a coronavirus lockdown, but I do have a very very important question that we need answering. Okay, okay. I. I want you to put on your neuroscientist hat. But I don't know if it's a neuroscientist that I need to talk to. Basically, there was a story in the paper about a nurse. What happened was she had stem cell, a donor. She had a, you know, a bone marrow transplant. And she reckons that she is now addicted to Monster Munch following the bone, following the bone marrow uh, donation. So she'd never tried Monster Munch before. Suddenly she's addicted to Monster Munch and she reckons it's because her donor was addicted to Monster Munch. And a donor is addicted to Monster Munch. Is that possible? And is neuroscience in any way capable of answering that? Um, well, there's no known mechanism whereby you could transfer uh, like an enthusiasm for crisps by a stem cells or any other cell transplant. I mean, like that's, a, that's a personality memory thing. <laughs> but it is possible that, you know, um, say, like, if the donor uh, was liked Monster Munch because of the, of the certain chemical BS on this. You you reckon it's possible? It could be pure coincidence. You sort of well, I nearly died. I'm going to try some things I haven't tried before. Most people try some of the dolphins, but you can't have monster munch, which is fine. Um, internally, we are very very complex, and it's really weird how things can manifest sometimes. So it, it's possible. I mean, I, I'd say there's a remote chance of it, but not entirely nonsensical. If that's helpful. Dean, lovely to talk to you as always. When we started this, I never thought this conversation about monster munchlessness, I never thought I would be on the phone five minutes later to a neuroscientist. <laughs> Seven year old boy tells coronavirus to F off. This is, um, do you see this in the news? I haven't seen yeah, it. Coronavirus. I don't need to explain that to you. We're familiar with the, what that is. Too familiar. Seven-year-old boy. Yeah. There's, a, there's a little picture of him there. He's with his parents and his, uh, looks like a little sister. Uh, he's written a little handwritten note to coronavirus. You destroyed my birthday. 
You are the F word. <laughs> Hang on, you are oh. the F you are the F word. Yeah, don't worry about the grammar. He's seven years old, Barry. <laughs> it's the sentiment. It's the sentiment we're following. Seven year old. Oh, we're not, wor we're not worried about that. Look, there's a little picture. There's a little picture of him smiling there with a card going, What's "You are done? the F word." He's put. He said, "Dear coronavirus, you destroyed my birthday. You are the F word." Oh. His birthday cancelled. His birthday party's been cancelled. Oh. He, he doesn't oh. sound like. He doesn't sound like he's taking it well. He hasn't taken it well. He hasn't taken it well at all. God, his parents are smiling there. My parents would have given me a right old hammering if I oh, said the F word at seven years old. Yeah. Especially getting in the papers for it. I mean, when I was... <laughs> when, you know, when I, I, got, I, I got... They can't the, even send him home from school. He's not in school. I got in the Daily Mirror when I was um, probably about no. six or seven. And I won a, uh, I won a funny what? face competition. Um, and what it was, my mum had taken me a photo. Harry, your life is so showbiz. <laughs> my mum had so taken a photo of me with, with soap suds around like Father Christmas. So I had all like, oh. bath, bath suds as a beard and hair. Took a photo, sent it in, Daily Mirror. I won an Olympus trip camera. Got my photo printed in the Daily Mirror. Won I Olympus remember trip the camera. Olympus trip. Yeah, and, uh, and sold it to my mum for when 80 quid. you were quid. six. <laughs> you did what? I sold the camera to my mum for 80 quid. <laughs> Barry, that's brilliant. Yeah. She gave a six-year-old 80 quid for a camera. Yeah, well, she wanted a camera. I had a camera. Yeah. In the 80s? Supply and demand. Luckily. Supply and demand. Luckily, your, your mother is a friend of this show. And luckily, we all know that she's turned out to be a lot saner in her old age than she was back then. Oh, what? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that mum was... I was joking, Barry. Oh, oh. I was joking. <laughs> Your, your mother, who's got 100 cuddly soft monkeys and takes them out for the day in the car and dresses them all and, wash it, wa and washes them, bathes them all every Sunday night. Yeah, that's the one. She, she really has turned out a lot saner. Just, just to let you know very quickly before we talk about this story, she, um, when, when the lockdown was about to happen, they made a trip down to Bournemouth um, solely to uh, pick up their favourite monkeys and bring them back. <laughs> Does that no. mean, Barry, does that mean that she left some of them there? Yeah, she left She left the smaller ones. Um, the, uh, the, the, right. She's got like some the little, little tiny ones, yeah. But the favourite ones, which are generally the ones that have come from like a, like somewhere like Build-A-Bear or one of those Quick, Barry, let's, let's, let's turn this let's turn this, in, let's turn this into the feature. We might as well not even start talking about it. What's happened this? What's she done recently, Barry? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. They uh, there was a uh, obviously we're on lockdown, and just before she found out there's lockdown, her and uh, Ian they drove down to Bournemouth solely to pick up monkeys, right? Not an elderly relative or or a kid or someone. Go right, they should be with us. No, they went to pick up inanimate objects, monkeys to pick up cuddly monkeys, stuffed monkeys. Yeah, and they uh, and they brought them uh, and they brought them back, and I went round and we 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 responsibly again. This was uh, just before the proper lockdown came in. We responsibly sat sat. <laughs> I live on carefully. You're making sure making sure that listeners know this is before the lockdown. I you know I can tell by looking in your face. Your mother has broken the lockdown rules <laughs> to go and get no, some cuddly didn't. soft toys from she, Bournemouth. She, she did. She didn't. But so just to we, recap, just before the lockdown, your your mum knew the lockdown was coming. Yeah. So she drove. From where to Bournemouth? Uh, from from sort of Epsom in Surrey, sort of southwest London, just further out in Surrey, to to Bournemouth. Yeah. It's probably about an hour and hour and forty minute drive, but longer, probably almost an two hour hours. and forty. She almost two hours. She drove each way. Yep. To ensure that her monkeys didn't get locked down in Bournemouth. Yes, her favourite ones. Brought them back and <laughs> felt <laughs> felt one. felt slightly guilty that she uh, she brought a load back in a in a bin bag. <laughs> She didn't. Well, they were in a rush, weren't they? So they just sort of stuffed a load. Of, you know, it was like a... I mean, it probably looked like a robbery. They were in a rush. It probably looked like a, like a robbery, but instead of getting jewels, they were just grabbing monkeys and shoving them into a bag. How could she choose which ones her favourites were? Oh, she, they've definitely got favourites. I mean, Al, Albert is the... Absolute. Albert. We all know Albert's her favourite. Yeah, Albert's the... And I know that. You, well, you've seen pictures of Albert at the uh, Bovington Tank Museum, um, like uh, signing up to be... To, or enlisting himself. It's weird. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mum? Yes? Mum, do you, do you remember, um, we've just been talking, we're on, you're on the podcast, by the way, here's Rod and Sean. Hello, hi, Barry's mum. Hello, Sean. Hello, hello Barry's mum. Hi, Viv. <laughs> hello, Rod. Oh, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> hello, Sean. Hello. hello, Rod. Hey, hello. Hi, Ian. We couldn't see you off camera there. No. You were, you were, you were lurking <laughs> this... in the shadows off camera. <laughs> this is your first ever video call, isn't it, mum? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit deaf, aren't I? Oh, that's, that's handy. Um, so, Mum, just a quick question. Do you, mem- do, do you remember um, years ago when we um, uh, there was a funny face competition in the Daily Mirror and you sent in a picture um, of me with foam all around my chin and around my head, like looking like Father Christmas? <laughs> oh, yeah, you were in yeah. the bath with bubbles all up and we put it all over your hair and all around, so you had a beard. And uh, I don't know how much it showed of your... Chest up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we it we were different it, times. So we sent it to the Daily Mirror, didn't we? It's a funny face competition. That was ages ago. I think it was oh, about nineteen eighty, I reckon. Was it? <laughs> that was, was ages. That was ages ago. I would hope so. Barry's forty five now. <laughs> <laughs> if this was recently, I'd be really worried. <laughs> Did you win? I was such a shock that you won. Thanks to me. It was my face. You take that. You take that bit. Yeah, I mean, you took the picture. You took the picture, but it wasn't thanks to you. It was my face, (laughs) bubbles around my face. Your bubbles. My bubbles, my face. Let's not fall out about this now. The prize was an Olympus trip camera. I sold this to mum for uh, for 80 quid, didn't I, mum? (laughs) You, You thought, oh, I'll have that. I'll have that camera off you. I'm not it's sure whether I actually got the money, to be honest. Oh, I'm no. sure you did. Can I ask some questions about this uh, about this event, Viv, Barry? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Barry's about six or seven years old. Yeah. He's got foam all over his face. You send in the picture to the Daily Mirror. He wins first prize in the funny face competition. <laughs> yeah. The prize is an Olympus trip camera that I remember very well, the Olympus trip. And he sell, he sold it to you for eighty pounds, Viv. <laughs> what were you? Why you're you're his mum? Why didn't you just take it off him? You don't buy. <laughs> why did you offer him eighty pounds? Oh no, he would have been in a bad mood for months, wouldn't you, Barry? <laughs> well, yeah, if you had just stole my camera off me, yeah, I would. Bad mood. I just I just done a quick search online. For the Olympus trip, I remember the camera. I've got a feeling it was about £135, that, that camera. So in actual no. fact... No. Actual fact, you ripped him off, Viv. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Your own son. <laughs> you owe me 55 quid, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> You've become a bit of a star of this, uh, of the old yeah. Radio Wales show that we had, um, Viv. Loads of people all over, all over the world <laughs> still ask us to have an update on Barry's mum's monkey madness, the feature that was on... We love the updates on the monkeys. Could you give us an update uh, now on what just what's happening with the monkeys and, you know, any news? What's the latest? What, now? Ian, how many do you reckon you've got at the moment? 
Um, what about this one? We, we did a stock take um, just this time. <laughs> stock um, take? About 125. <laughs> 125. Whoa. I thought it was more than that, actually. 125. Whoa, oh, I'm sure we more. Whoa, You got rid of some? No, not no, really. No, We've got uh... favourites. <laughs> yes, I hear that. Um, I hear Albert is a favourite. Is that right? Favourite oh, Albert. Yes, Albert is. Yes. Yeah. Well, could yes. you and Ian? I tell you what. Could you? I was trying to explain. You and Ian, uh, when when lockdown was about to start, uh, you made a, you made a dash down to Bournemouth on a, on a monkey run, didn't you? You went and you went and you went and saved a few. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, we were a bit worried actually because we hadn't seen them for no. about, um, <laughs> seven or eight weeks. Oh and, no! Um, but we had to check on them just to make sure they were all right, and uh, yeah. they were okay. Biggles. Oh, we've got Biggles is here. He's... That's Biggles. Biggles. Oh, hello, Biggles. And what's what's? Why are you showing <laughs> us a box of Shiraz? You've got a box of Shiraz wine there. Why why are you showing us that? Because Biggles was drinking from it. Oh, was it? Naughty boy. Um, the naughty Biggles. So, so, so you went. You made it. You you went to Bournemouth Biggles. specifically, Mum. You went to you went to Bournemouth specifically to to grab uh, some monkeys, didn't you? To bring some back. Wait, well, you know Bournemouth. You know what it's like with all those little monkeys. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> we brought all the other ones back in the car. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I would have loved it if you got pulled over. Oh god! Oh, with all the monkeys. Can you imagine? Well, we were yeah. all right. We've got a couple of police monkeys. Oh yeah, the old officer. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Dixon, the Dot Green. Yeah. That would that would have oh, got you off the hook. Oh, you'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it would. We get yeah. requests from all over the world for Barry's mum's monkey madness and updates, and I think, I think launching this podcast, we had more requests for that than anything else. Anything else? else. Oh, it's really captures people love the monkeys. <laughs> Let's keep in touch on it, and we want regular updates from the monkeys, and uh, see and see what's going on. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. We will get you. an, an oh, update okay. next time. Such it. a joy. Thank you very much. So you so you need to press <laughs> you need to press uh, leave end or leave call on your one. I think it says. Yeah. Put the glasses on and see. Yeah, okay. what you do. <laughs> it should be a red. Yeah, you have to press it somewhere. twice. There's always an awkward ending where you press it once, say you goodbyes, and then you have to press it again. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. What we do oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. Speak to you later. Amazing. <laughs> Here and now, I pledge that we will have regular updates. Yes, please. From Barry's mum and Ian and the monkeys. We just need a new name for the feature. It's got to be a froth-related name for the feature. So far, my best guess is Barry's mum's monkey froth. Or Barry's mum's, yeah, yeah. Barry's mum's monkey fun, but without that doesn't have froth. It's got a uh, froth in it. Barry's mum's uh, monkey froth. Barry's mum's monkey, froth monkey. monkey froth fun. Barry's mum's monkey yeah. froth fun. Froth, it's got to have Barry's mum in it. It's got to have the yeah. words Barry's mum in it. Barry's mum's frothy Barry's mum's monkey fr- froth fun sounds weird. So what are we going to call this feature? We need. To, or should we throw it out to listeners? That's the challenge this week, listeners. We want regular updates from Barry's mum. <laughs> it's and her monkeys. Barry's mum and Ian and their monkeys. We're going to have regular updates. I promise you. We just need a name for it. I with wouldn't froth mind. I would I want to go and stay with them. I genuinely want to go we and all, stay with them. I will join in. I promise. We all want to go and stay with them. But what are we going to call this feature, listeners? That is your challenge. You're in on the ground floor. You're in at the start of this podcast. What are we going to call it? It's got to have Barry's mum in it. It's got to have monkey in it or chimp. Primate, baboon, Eight. gibbon. It's got to have froth in it. I can't think of one. Hey, talk. <laughs> <laughs> so this seven-year-old boy has told the coronavirus uh, that you destroyed my birthday, you are the F word. Somebody else uh, this week, somebody else, by that we know very well this week, got told uh, in pretty much not so many words to F off when they uh, volunteered for the NHS, uh, volunteered to be part of the, the NHS volunteer scheme. Sorry, go on. So who did what? Well, uh, when they, when they, the, the government... Having um, having successfully depleted the NHS of uh, all its funding for the last ten years, um, <laughs> bit of politics. Hang on, keep it light. It's the froth. No politics here, please. No serious chat. 
Stop that. That's not, um, that's not politics, that's just fact. Yeah, no, but, but, but it's, a bit, it's a bit controversial, a bit political for us, isn't it? We're trying to keep it frothy and light. Anyway, the government put a call out, didn't they, saying, will you volunteer to be part of the NHS? And hundreds of thousands of people volunteered, right? <laughs> including, <laughs> including... Sean. Me. Yeah. I knew about it as well, well didn't I missed, I missed, I missed the deadline. God hasn't done it. I missed the deadline, and by the time they had seven hundred thousand, I thought, oh, sod it. <laughs> I mean, they still need help. Listen, I'm doing plenty on a local level. Right. Like sending my neighbour filth on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, you're keeping <laughs> spirits up. I'm keeping spirits up. Yeah. Come <laughs> exactly. on. Anyway, yeah. Sean volunteered to be part of the NHS volunteer scheme. Huh? Yeah, which is a really and nice thing to do. Really nice thing to do. Kind. Lovely. Really kind. Yeah. Really nice. And Sean, well, she was, what, her plan was to ring elderly people in Wales and speak Welsh to them, Welsh first language. They, they'd love a chat in, in their mother tongue, of course. Mm -hmm. um, not that many people who can speak Welsh sort of thing. So it might, this could be Sean's uh, ability to communicate with these people in Welsh might be seen as a valuable resource. Not by the 90-year-old woman that told Sean to get stuffed. Are you serious? <laughs> You're elaborating. Sean, tell me. She told Sean to F off. No, she didn't. She said, I'm not interested. In, in Welsh or English? <laughs> Both languages. Both. I think it was just hand signs. She said she, said she wasn't bothered. Didn't, didn't, want it. Yeah. didn't want to chat. She didn't want to chat with me because she already Rejected. had enough people to chat with. So, so my, uh, my delightful conversation skills weren't needed. Which is fair enough. I'll just take them elsewhere. There's plenty of other people who are sick and, you that's, know... But that's need, a knockback, isn't it? A 90-year-old woman on knock. her own going, nah, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right, that's thanks. Bad. I just had I this mean... image of the phone just ringing off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She did. She did chat to Sean for a while, and yeah. then Sean offered a regular phone, goes, no, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I, I think I'll... Don't, don't call me. Please don't phone me back. Please don't call me again. Yeah. <laughs> She's blocked her number. Yeah. <laughs> Reported her. <laughs> reported her as a pest. Got a restraining order out. <laughs> I thought I was doing really well. Oh, it was That's a nice hilarious. gesture, Daniel. Yes. But you just haven't got what it takes. No, I know. <laughs> I don't. Obviously. Oh, I'd say what that deserved. That deserved a little... Uh... What, a pen in a cup? Yeah, a little pen in a cup. Uh, <laughs> sound effect. It's time for Froth of the Week. Which of these frothy stories is the frothiest? I'll read you three frothy stories and you've got to give me the frothiest story of the three. Story one. A five-year-old boy begs his brother to give him an old man haircut. <laughs> and, and succeeds. Frothy story two. Colleen Nolan spends a lot of money on her pets. <laughs> story three. Supermodel David Gandhi breaks wind on a plane. <laughs> So which is the which is the most non-story? Which is the frothiest of the three frothy non-stories? Is the end, I'm interested in this kid with the haircut. What's that about? Yeah. Oh my God! The photo. To be fair, the photos think, are hilarious. So I think that should be a headline. I don't think that is froth. I yeah, think that's, that's the biggest story of of our time. Boy five begs brother <laughs> for old man haircuts. Begs as well. George Moore's. He's five years old, George Moores. He convinced his seven-year-old brother to shave the top of his head and shave it all bald on the top so he's just got hair down the sides. I love well, the scores on the he's door left, of George Moores. It says George Moores' dad, Kevin, 38, had left his clippers on charge upstairs. The youngest son soon found them and decided it was time for a new look. <laughs> George, then, George then managed to convince his brother, Harry, to shave a big bald spot on the top of his head, just leaving the sides like an old man. Brilliant. Uh, where did he get the inspiration from? A man he'd seen on You've Been Framed. <laughs> My Mrs. Rebecca had to go to work and I was left with George who was begging me to make him look like an old man. Begging. <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. I didn't know what he, what he meant, but You've Been Framed was on the TV at the time and he pointed an elderly gentleman with hair thinned on top and said he wanted to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dad wouldn't do it, so he recruited his brother who did it. 
That's a, I mean, that's, I like that story. The, the, uh, first, the, fo uh, the first time I, I ever had um, my, head, my head shaved, I was, I, was, I was probably about eight or nine, and uh, there was a barber just right by the little shop where my mum worked. <laughs> And I went in there, and the guy it was an Italian barber. He 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 did that where he shaved the the the, the um all through down the middle, and then he asked me how much money I had, and I told him, "Went that's not enough. I'm gonna have to leave you like that." And I started crying. <laughs> and he felt really well finished off the rest of it. Really? Yeah, I bet you felt bad that his joke backfired. Yeah. Barry, have you seen the photo? Look at the photos of the five-year-old boy George. <laughs> 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 oh my it's god. Oh. He looks so much like an old man. There's a great one here of him with his dad. Where's that picture gone? Let's Let's find that one. Let's try and stick oh, those god, on social hilarious. media. Look look at look at this look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There's a picture of that. That will be on we will put that oh. on the uh, froth social media, definitely. That is a picture so of George sweet. looking like an old man. That is great. Um, so which of those, I tell you what, because everybody's cut, I've got to cut my own hair. We've been talking about this today on this coronavirus lockdown. I, I've got to cut my own hair again. I'm lucky I used to, I did it, I did my own hair until I was about 40. I never went to a hairdresser till then, so I'm used to it. Barry said he's going to shave his hair off tonight. I might Your do it in that style first. I might do it in that style first, take a picture. Oh, oh, give yourself an old man here. Oh, Catherine. Baz, what if the clippers break? What if I, something happens? Do you know why I want to ring looking at this? I know, I have, Jason Manford's got loads of kids, right? Mm. <laughs> and he's got, and he's got five or six kids. What the hell are they doing on lockdown? They must be cutting, he must be cutting all their, give, let's give him a ring. Give him a bell and Let's find give out. Jason a ring. Hang on. Uh, this is a message for Jason Manford. We've got an urgent call about a child's haircut. I repeat, urgent call about a child's haircut. This is uh, Rod, Sean and Barry on the Froth Podcast. If you could call us back, please, on... Just doing this to hide the number from listeners. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, he's come up calling back. Uh, what do I do? Oh God, end and accept. I, I, end, end, end and accept. accept. End. Oh God, I get confused. Hold and accept. Hello. Hi, pal. Hi, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. good. How are you? I was just leaving a message on your uh, your voicemail there. Oh, right, you left one. I've left one. Yeah. I've been like the first one in about six years. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to listen to it now, though. I'll listen to it later. I'm trying to get a couple of kids out of the shower. <laughs> what? Are they both in there together? <laughs> hey, the, re the reason I wanted to get you on the phone today, Jason, not just to uh, say hello, was because I read a story in the newspaper that I thought you're the man to talk to about this. I read a story about a five-year-old, right, who has managed to, <laughs> managed to persuade his seven-year-old brother to give him an old man haircut. I thought, how are you coping with six kids? And what are you doing for haircuts? Well, the good thing is with girls is that their hair just grows and grows and grows. True. <laughs> I mean, that's true, that's true of boys I mean, as well, often. It's the only benefit. It's the very few benefits. Yeah. <laughs> and they, obviously, they, you know, we can do things with, you know, things going to plaques or ponytails uh, <laughs> or bunches and, you know, a little ballet bond. You know, these are the sort of things I've trained myself to do over the years. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually did a hairdressing course when my daughters were four. <laughs> did you? Um, a very short one, like a three-day thing at no. the local hairdressers. Yeah. Where I said, Jason, um, I had a perm when I was 12. Do you reckon you could do me a perm? Talking about things like this, be, here's an honesty quiz for you, Jason. How badly have you let yourself go since this lockdown? <laughs>
couple of years of being in there. Um, but then I had to go on, I've got this cartoon that I'm doing called Daisy and Ollie, and I had to go on the Steph show on Channel 4, which was, uh, you know, where you've got to be on camera for the whole show. Right. So I went into my bathroom, I'd, I, I combed my hair, trimmed my eyebrows, <laughs> uh, just trimmed my beard a little bit. And do you know what, Rod? I put a little bit of powder on. And a Did bit you? Of rub, I put some, uh, some of that eye brightener underneath the eyes. I felt like a million dollars. Did you did you bother washing downstairs? Or you just thought it's only from the it's only from the waist up. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the longest on this lockdown that you've been without washing your balls? Excuse me. <laughs> I am sorry. Jason. Be honest. Be honest. Uh, I've got to say, my balls have been washed every day. No. <laughs> no, listen to this. Oh God. I, hey, listen. I, I can definitely beat that. It's a week. Oh, That's disgusting. Please help. <laughs> well, there was a point where, so I don't, you know, obviously none of us know if we've had it or not because yeah. of the, the testing thing. But I had a cold about three weeks ago, something like that, and uh, and then I lost my sense of smell and taste for about ten days. Who knows? I don't know whether I've had it or not. But I had lost my sense of smell and taste. <laughs> and there was a point where about four days in, I didn't really realise. Um, that may be something to do with my own cooking, that I've not realised that I've uh, lost my own sense of taste and smell. And I, I said to my wife, I said, you know what, I've had a shower for three days, and I don't even stink. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right then, weirdly, it was fine. A bit weird not being able to taste anything that you, you eat and you wear. Yeah. And then, I, I, but then it became like a superpower. I did the bins, I did nappies. Jase, do, doing the bins isn't a superpower, mate. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, that, that is. is <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen the way I do the bits. <laughs> hey. hey, listen, Jace, we're going to let you go, mate, but thanks ever so much for stopping right. by to talk to us. Thank you. Lovely no to speak to you. No, I lost a lot. See you, guys. See Cheers, you, Jason. Jason. Thanks, mate. Ta-da, mate. We've got Colleen Nolans. Spends a 1,000 quid on her pets, apparently. How? What, a year? No, uh, a day. Uh, Animal and Loose Woman star Colleen Nolan splurges one Hang grand, on. one thousand pounds a month. Hang on, Animal, oh, Animal month. and Loose Women star. <laughs> it's a oh Animal, I can't read Animal Mad, sorry <laughs> Animal Mad, <laughs> Loose Women star. I'm reading it off a little printout here. Colleen Nolan splurges one thousand pounds a month on her pets. The 55-year-old has four dogs, three cats, and two ponies. Well, and that so, makes sense. That's quite a lot. Quite yeah. a lot of pets, isn't it? That's she says farm. she cannot. Cannot resist spoiling them with brushes, rugs, fancy food, and luxury breads. breads. Luxury breads. <laughs> no luxury beds. Sorry, luxury beds. Yeah, <laughs> Have this. Yeah, she's Have got this seeded granary. She's got some really. She got some really fussy ducks. <laughs> You're not supposed to feed. Are you supposed to feed ducks bread or not? No, not anymore. It depends on it. If they're not on anymore, the, Barry. If they're on the Atkins or not. I don't think you. I, I don't think you are. No, you these no, no. days. My mum gives them porridge. Does she? Yeah. Only for breakfast. What do they have the rest of the day? I don't know. I was like, I'll, I'll probably keep some going to lunch. <laughs> I slow burning, <laughs> complex carbs. <laughs> I get really hungry after porridge. Anyway, it's anyway, awful. look. That's never, a, so that's the second story. Yeah. Supermodel David Gandhi has said his his worst habit. Oh, <laughs> it's worse than we thought. Okay. It is more of a story than we th- at first thought. I'm, okay. I'm level with you. There is more to this than meets the nose or ear. Supermodel David, you all know who he is, yeah? Which one he is, David Gandhi? Yes. Massive supermodel. What, what does he ima- do? What, what brands I would imagine, does he do? I would imagine he does the. I think he does something like either Wellman or one of those vitamins that I always see on the tube. Oh, he does, yeah. And I would imagine that he's, he's, he's obviously not as well as he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sound well as like a Wellman at all, ironically. Is it CK1? I think he might do CK1. Calvin Klein. Like, he's a massive supermodel yeah. anyway. I think he's like the biggest supermodel in the world for a while, wasn't he? Or maybe he still is. Anyway, he says his worst habit is constantly farting on aeroplanes. Oh, no. <laughs> Constant. Constant. Oh, it's, he only has to set foot on a plane. As soon as he gets near the airport, as soon as the taxi pulls up the ramp to get to the airport, <laughs> he, he, he's off apparently. David, 40 became the world's highest paid male model after posing in white speedos, I remember that, for a Dolce & Gabbana. I hope he doesn't wear those in Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> <laughs> Dolce & Gabbana was the brand, but he said, I fart a lot on blends. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
Why would you admit to that? Yeah. What interview got this out of him? <laughs> I fart a lot on planes. <laughs> what was the question, <laughs> David? <laughs> David, um, just yeah. just quickly. Yeah. Oh, oh, one last thing, David, before you go. <laughs> was it a press conference? Is there anywhere where you would say you farted a, a lot? <laughs> or maybe it was a multiple choice. Oh, just a couple more, David. Just the, I know you've got to go. I know, you, I know you've got a Dolce and Gabbana shoot tonight, but just one more question. Would you say you fart on planes somewhat often? Never. Dave, Dave, uh, David, we've just, we've just interviewed uh, Naomi Campbell and she's informed us she, she likes to burp on a train. Any stories from you? <laughs> yeah. What is, what is your favourite way to release wind or what public transport? Um, he admitted, I fart a lot on planes. And I, and I asked... <laughs> Asked what he most disliked about his appearance, he said, if my nose and ears continue to grow, I'm in real trouble. They will. They will. They will because well, A, they will, because that's they what will. happens. They and he's only 40, growing. which means, yeah. you know. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if any of us, if our ears and nose just continue to grow, it, depending they, on the rate will. of growth, we're all in real trouble. They will. I mean, it sounds like his nose is going to be in more trouble than his ears, by the way. He's going to... <laughs> Right, so those are your three stories. You've got David Gandhi farting constantly on planes, Colleen Nolan spending money on her pets, or a little boy getting an old man's haircut. Which one do you want? I think the old man's haircut is a top news story. It's a good story, that. So is, so is uh, Gandhi farting on a, on a plane. It's the constantly, isn't it? It does, elevate, it does elevate the story. If it was a one-off that fart, fair enough, but it's constantly does make it a bit... It makes it newsworthy. Makes and the it fact newsworthy. that he's brought it up. And, 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 <laughs> and all Colleen's doing is feeding her pets. yeah. That's the frothiest. Yeah. You're going for Colleen Nolan? Definitely. Yeah. Congratulations, Colleen Nolan, on feeding her pets is this week's Froth of the Week. That's about all we've got time for. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Thanks to our special guest, Barry Castagnola. Thanks to uh, all our guests as well, Jason Manford. And Dean Burnett. Dean Burnett. Barry's mum and Ian and the cuddly all monkeys. All the monkeys. All the monkeys. That's going to be a regular feature, obviously, but we do need a name from you, uh, listeners. Don't forget to visit us on social media. You can find us at The Froth Podcast, where you'll find extra froth. That's right, little extra tidbits. Um, uh, tune in next week tune in next week yes of course and in the meantime subscribe like and don't forget to rate us at five stars this episode is dedicated to Peter Burnett Dean's dad aka Bush who sadly passed away from COVID-19 hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.